0: Welcome to the Pinhead kidsmen Podcast, where you move the pin and get ahead. Our goal is to challenge you to improve your process of kids' ministry and life, one incremental step at a time. We challenge you not only to work in your ministry, but on your ministry. So whether you are a children's pastor or volunteer, if you care about impacting the next generation for Christ, you have come to the right place. Welcome to this episode of the Pinhead Kidsmen podcast. I'm your host, Jason Brent, here with you once again. And this episode, we're talking about developing the superhero strength of stage games in kids ministry. You know, there's a lot of different parts of kids men, lots of different aspects. There's small group leading, there is scheduling, volunteer recruitment, providing snacks crafts, you name it. There's a lot of different parts for children's ministry. Uh, but over the years, I've realized that one of the better things to develop uh, for children's ministry leaders, kidsmen leaders, children's pastors, kidsmen pastors, whoever it is that's working with kids, is the stage game. And I call it... Uh, a superhero strength of the stage game. I call being good at leading stage games, a superhero strength because no matter what a stage game uh, will give, give their kids and your adults and volunteers uh, a memorable experience. Um, it helps to be good at stage games because if your volunteer numbers in a class aren't quite, high enough, a good enough ratio, if you don't have enough adult volunteers or teen volunteers, Uh, sometimes the stage game, you can use that as a way to give your volunteers a break or to give them less of a time to have to teach uh, during that time. Uh, It breaks up the class. If you have a time from a stage game time, whether at the beginning, the middle, or the end of class, uh, I think it kind of uh, helps, uh, br- you know, make sure that the kids don't get bored. Uh, if you have children, which we all have children that have low attention spans. Uh, this this helps uh, with those type of children uh, to keep them engaged. Uh, and also the stage game allows you to know your kiddos or your kids that you're in ministry with in a different way. And before I get carried away with myself with all those good aspects of a, of a strong stage game game, if you will. Uh, I'll take a moment to define what a stage game is. A stage game in my definition doesn't necessarily have to be from a stage you don't have to have a stage at all to do a stage game In quote stage a stage game is uh, a time when somebody, one person is focused on in front of a group of kids it could be a group of five kids ten kids a hundred kids you know i've done stage games with 500 kids uh in the room you know but the idea is is that all the focus and attention is typically on a stage, but in the front of the class or in front of the uh, kids in the classroom. And something is happening up there. Usually it's a game because it's called a stage game. Uh, You know, something is happening to to either teach something in the class or uh, lead you have a segue doing a stage game to segue into a lesson time, or after a worship time, or into a worship time. Um, it's a time that it's usually filled with a lot of laughter. It's a time where um, it doesn't have to be super spiritual, at least in my estimation, the stage game time usually is not uh, super spiritual, but it, it is that is a special time of the class where you can be loud, get the kids excited about things, and uh, do some sort of game, or if you don't want to do a game, you could do an illusion, or uh, lots of different things. We'll talk about that in a little bit. but. When you decide you're going to have a time of your class where either you or one of your volunteers is going to lead a large group game or a stage game, a few things that we need to do. The first thing is probably always in children's ministry, but especially if you're leading a stage game, you need to think like a child. A lot of times volunteers will tell me, I don't want to do this game or I don't want to do a stage game time because those games are really silly. And they're thinking from like an adult, which usually is a good thing since they are adults most of the time. They're thinking, I feel like this wouldn't hold my attention. I don't think this would be fun. I think this would be boring or I think this would be just silly. So I don't think we should do it. But the thing is, if you think like a child or you think back to when you were a child, kids are excited about everything. I mean, when I was in kindergarten in Mrs. Jones's class, we were going to the zoo for a field trip. I'd been to the zoo in our town many, many times. And the thing that I was the most excited about was that my mom let me pick the juice box that I was going to take in my lunch to eat at the zoo. In fact, this is the awesome thing. For the first time that I could remember, my mom said I could bring two juice boxes and I picked a grape and a strawberry juice box. And our field trip got rained out and we had to have our sack lunch on the kindergarten room floor on the little tile. And I didn't care because I had my two juice boxes. That was that was literally the thing I was excited about. Kids are excited about everything. And if you're doing but as you go into a sage game, and you're thinking like a child, you can't just introduce a game like, "All right, kids, today we're going to pick a card out of the deck or whatever the sage game is. We're going to do a relay race. You have to be you have to have tons of energy and excitement. Don't be afraid to be silly uh, or to act aloof, you know, when you're setting up a stage game. Be loud. Say, and the greatest game ever is pass the balloon. You know, if you're willing to do that, the kids will be excited just automatically by your tone and your excitement. Um, when, when When I say don't be afraid to be silly or act aloof, um, use use voices. Use whatever God gave you. If you if you can have a high pitched voice, if you're a guy, you could say, "All right, guys, we're gonna yeah." Just yell and and be be a little goofy. It'll get it'll get them their attention, and will be uh, they'll be really excited. Okay. The second thing after you're thinking like a child and putting yourself on their level for a stage game or a successful stage game time is to build the excitement and I kind of talked about this kind of a little bit, but set the stage in front of the kids. Use inflection in your voice, not just yelling, but you could say, today we are going to have a balloon race. You can use whispers. You can, if you can pop, you, if you can make a noise like this, I don't know if you can hear that, hopefully in the microphone, you can hear that. But you can do that in the microphone really loud. Um, you know, set the stage, tell them what the name of the game is. Always have an epic name for your game. Even if you have to make um the up the game on the fly, or if you've never heard of a game, if you're having like one time I remember we did a Jelly Bean Guess a Jelly Bean Guess game. And uh, ba- literally, I had uh, jelly bellies. Actually, they were generic jelly bellies. And on the back, it said what color were what flavors. And I put one jelly bean in each cup. And I had kids come up, taste the jelly bean, and guess what the flavor was. And I didn't say, okay, kids, today we're going to guess what flavor a jelly bean. Just put it in your mouth and tell me what flavor it is. That wouldn't cause anyone to be excited about anything. But what I said was something like, All right, kids, for the greatest game ever invented, we're going to be playing any flavor. And you're going to see which flavor of jelly beans are in your mouth on the cup that is provided for you. Who likes to play? And you better believe when I said, Who likes to play or who wants to play? all the hands shot up they wanted to play any flavor even though I just that's not really the name of a game I just made it up if you can use lights even haze except for be careful if you have fog or haze uh, you might set the uh, fire alarms off which I've done several times and then the fire department comes and they don't The church doesn't typically like to pay for those uh, visits for the fire department. Uh, But if you have lights, uh, strobe lights, or any kind of fancy lights, but even if you don't, and you can just turn the lights on and off of a regular light switch. You can get their attention by doing that. A lot of classrooms that I that we have at our church has you know half lights and half not. You can turn half lights on, half lights off. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be super fancy. Um, but the the building the anticipation is basically you want to you want to project to your audience that this is the best thing ever. Okay. Um, And another thing, uh, as you're communicating, this is the best thing ever, Um, make sure that you're always slightly higher than your audience. I said before, you don't have to have a stage, uh, and that's true, but if you don't have a stage and you're doing a stage game from the floor, um, make sure that you have the kids sit down, It just seems to help for them to look up and focus on whoever's doing this stage game. Um, Even if you're just sitting on a stool, don't sit on a chair and have them sit down. Be on a stool slightly higher than them. Uh, That seems to, for some reason, catch the kid's attention, catches their eyes a lot better. Okay, so after you're thinking like a child and you're building the excitement of your stage game, you need to understand that probably the biggest part of developing this superhero strength of running stage games is that you get to include the audience. In fact, the whole time, I, I would be referencing the audience. I would be talking to people. I'd be calling kids by name if you know them. Or, you know, if you don't know their names, you can say, you know, the, the young lady in the pink shirt or that kind of thing. Come on up here. Um... You can have them be quiet. Or you can have them be loud. Who wants to play the best game ever? Because this, the idea of developing a stage game rapport is that the stage game is not about the person leading it. It's about everybody else that gets to participate. That's how it. That's the. That's really the the superhero strength there. Because if it's all about the person on the stage, they might get bored. They're not going to want to do that. But if you include them and they're all part of it, then. They will stay locked in, and they will care what happens on the stage. Um, I would say as as much as you can, pick people from the audience to come up on the stage or come up in front of the group. Use questions for them to answer as a group. Um, you know, uh, shout out, have them shout out answers. If it's a memory verse that you've been learning about, if it's a main word you've been talking about or a Bible story, ask them, hey, even if you're just like, hey, this half of the room, the left side against the right side, who, you know, what was our Bible story about last week? Raise your hand if you know. And you just pick someone from one side versus the other. You can make up random points, be like, wow, 1,000 points for the left-hand side. Okay, now right-hand side, here's your chance for 1,000 points or that kind of thing. have them have them whisper to their neighbors. That's another good thing is like, hey, whisper to your neighbor, which, you know, which box you think we should open or whatever the game is, you know, use your imagination. Um, But also I, I find that it's nearly always a good thing to incorporate some sort of competition my favorite one, honestly, is boys versus girls. But sometimes we do stage games with different age groups, and we break up by the age groups, grade levels, whatever it is. But that competition seems to, for me, a friendly competition. You don't want people mad or angry. Uh, you don't want to have the stakes too high. You know, um, I rarely give any, like maybe we'll do a whole semester long, boys versus girls, Stage game time in a certain class or on a Wednesday night activity, and I might give them all like a Hershey kiss for winning. Like boys get a Hershey kiss if they won the whole semester. Nothing really big, but just having that competition seems to tends to turn that switch in people's uh, time. And I and another thing is if you say if you're doing boys versus girls, you could say, okay, boys, who do you think who thinks the boys are going to win? and have them yell out, ah, we are, we are, we are. And the girls will almost always, unless you have tons more boys, the girls will always be louder because they have a higher pitched voice and they scream, ah, you know, but give, but if the girls are way louder, say, boys, that's not very good. Come on, let's see if we can be as loud as the girls and just get them really, really super um, excited. And then if you have a competition going and you use the stage game and you go from the stage game to a more serious time, you know, you can, and I do, use uh, that as an incentive to not talk to your neighbor or not to be crazy after the stage game time. I say, all right, the boys are winning five to four, but you don't want to lose any time when we're doing, you know, we don't want to lose any points while the, while the lesson's going. So if you can be quiet, sit down, crisscross applesauce, however you want to do it, you know, sit down, and listen to the lesson and but if you're being loud or being crazy or taken away from the lesson the they will you will lose points for your team and it works pretty well to do that too for to focus attention um last thing about stage games first thing was um you have to think like a child Second thing was building anticipation. The third thing was including the audience. And I gave lots of sub points under those. But the fourth and final thing is, is that literally almost anything can be a stage game. And so I thought as a bonus here, I would give you 15 quick ideas that you can incorporate this week if you want to of stage games. And they might sound silly, but I've done all of these and they've worked really, really well, especially if you do the things I talked about beforehand. Okay. Number one is a coin flip competition. Have two, divide the audience into two groups, pick two or three people from one side to to compete against two or three people on the other side, or maybe one person if you don't have much time. And all you have to do is give them a penny, a penny each, and you say okay if you're doing boys against girls which typically is how i do it boys you're going to flip a coin what do you think is going to be heads or tails? And they have to say heads or tails. And you have the audience say, okay, help them out. What do you think? Heads or tails, heads or tails. And they'd yell heads or tails and they say, okay, tails. All right. And the girls, I say, girls, you have a penny, you're going to flip it. Do you want heads or tails? What do you think it's going to be? And they'll guess, and then they'll flip it. And as silly as it sounds, it creates a lot of excitement, whether or not it's heads or tails and which team can guess the right, uh, heads and tails the most times. Okay. Um, the second one is balloons are your friends. You can have, there's literally endless possibilities. You have a few balloons, you can do so many different games. But the thing I do that, co- that, uh, that causes people to laugh a lot and pay attention is no matter what if you have inflatable balloons that's fine you can do some sort of balloon volleyball or something competition but if you have a game with a balloon like it's a balloon relay race or, or hit the balloon to your neighbor or you know run keep the balloon up in the air for 30 seconds uh, you know have different groups doing that anything like that with a balloon It's way better, I think, to blow the balloon up in front of them and pretend like it flies out of your of your mouth or hand and it goes around and flies around and the kids will laugh and they'll be more attentive to what you're doing. So that's just something with a balloon that I always do. No matter what I do, if I'm blowing it up in front of them, I let it fly away, pretend like it's an accident. Um, another thing you can do for a stage game, this is more of a skit than a game, but you can create an identical twin cousin for yourself. I have done this for nearly 20 years in children's ministry. Uh, I, I, I just dress up like a crazy character. It could be a crazy scientist. It could be a um, bullfighter, whatever. and, when people start thinking it's saying it's me, I pretend like it, I just give them a name. Like the one we're doing right now typically is named Professor Klebenstein and he's from Germany. He's my identical twin cousin from Germany and uh, he talks a lot different than me. He sounds something like, Hi everybody, I'm Professor Klebenstein from the Deutschland and I wanted to say thank you for having me today and we're going to learn a good memory verse. And if I say something like that from the stage, using that voice with a crazy get up on, I have a wig, a green wig, and like a scientist over a coat, he's a professor, he's a mad scientist. Anyway, um, kids will start yelling, that's Jason, that's Jason, you know, and they know it's me. And I won't ever admit that it is me. Professor Klebenstein will say, Nine, nine, nine. Yeson son is not here i'm professor kleimenstein from the deutschland and just keep going on and just go if you're if that that character is doing a you know some sort of a um some sort of a skit or teaching a memory verse or something like that just keep going the kids might get louder and louder about being crea- you know about me being me or that kind of thing um, but You know, it's a part of the fun. And then I will come back. Make sure that if you do develop your identical twin cousin, whether it's a rock star or whatever it is, and you can have multiple identical twin cousins um, for different semesters, different classes, different... I mean, I wouldn't do two of them in the exact same night, but, you know, you can develop a lot of identical twin cousins over the years. I have a a painter, uh, a rock star, a scientist... An astronaut. They're all my identical twin cousins, and um, mostly all sound about the same. All from Germany. I have a Germ a German identical twin cousin weightlifter that came to a camp one year. Um, if you're doing that, make sure that you come back not dressed up as your identical twin cousin to pray, or even if it's a small part afterwards. That way, you can start like people be like, "Oh wow, that is not." His identical twin cousin was there. Now he's there. And most of the kids will just be like, you know, really excited to tell you when you get off stage that that wasn't your cousin and that was you. And But some kids will just be kind of like, is that really identical twin cousin or not? And it, it's just a fun, I think it's fun, a uh, fun way to uh, create some excitement from the stage uh, for doing stage games or those type of things. That was three of my 15... Um, you know, different types of stage games. So I think I'll stop here and uh, pick back up next episode and just do one of all the 15 uh, games that you can do. But hopefully this helps. Hopefully this, if, if you don't do stage games every week, in your ministry, or every time you meet with them, or at least regularly, um, I think that you should. I think you should think about it and develop a plan to incorporate more of the stage games for all the reasons I, I said at the beginning. Um, but plus, it's just a lot of fun, uh, and kids have been should be a lot of fun. Yes, we want to teach all the kids about Jesus, and that's the most important part, and to share the gospel, and help them articulate the gospel, and hide God's word in their heart, and all those good things. Those are all the main reasons that we do Kids Men, but a stage game helps uh, helps break up the class, keep kids excited about the class, and uh, they all want to volunteer to be on the stage, too, or be up in the front of the class. So, um Hopefully this helps and uh, we'll come back the next episode and I'll share all 15 of the stage game uh, ideas for you to incorporate right away. Thanks a lot.